Hand washing and constant hygiene may be in our lives to stay, but that doesn't mean you have to resort to harsh industrial grade hand sanitizer imported from who knows where. Forcefieldproducts.com has hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products that nourish your skin while providing essential antibacterial protection. And it's manufactured right here in the US. Forcefieldproducts.com has hand sanitizers to use when you can't wash your hands and protective barrier gels and spritz products for extra protection after washing. All of our premium products have been hand formulated with essential oils that are proven in studies to provide extra immunity barrier protection while nourishing the skin. Forcefieldproducts.com has the products for you and your family to be confident in your health and hygiene. Use discount code BRUNO for 10% off to purchase your hand sanitizer and protective barrier products at forcefieldproducts.com. That's forcefieldproducts.com discount code BRUNO. Forcefieldproducts.com discount code BRUNO. Hey, this is Patrick Maher. On the latest edition of Sports from the Sidelines, I caught up with the bad boy Detroit Pistons. Here's what John Sally had to say about his teammate, Isaiah Thomas. I played with MJ, Kobe, played against the greatest. I tell people all the time, the greatest player I've ever played with was Isaiah. Michael is the man. He took on so much, but Isaiah is 6'1", dude, and will take over a game. Catch sports from the sidelines on the bad boy Pistons anytime and anywhere you go on the SiriusXM app. Thanks, coronavirus, for shutting down our gyms. That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I I use Go Sleeves to recover from injuries. Go Sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a Go Sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit GoSleeves.com and use discount code RADIO for 20% off. GoSleeves.com, discount code RADIO. There are those who stand forever ready, ready to defend the nation, ready to fight for what matters, no matter what. Do you have what it takes? Find out at GoArmy.com slash Warriors. The Tony Bruno Show. Tony Bruno and Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. I might be the only sports host who was hired during the no sports lockdown, which clearly means I'm an essential service. Join me Monday through Friday where we help you escape the monotony and bring a little levity and entertainment into your lives. Great interviews, lots of laughs. We will bring you everything you need and want to know. Catch new episodes of The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. Telemedicine is necessary today, and if you're underinsured, undocumented, or without health insurance, here's your opportunity to learn how you can secure access for you and your entire family. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. Get 24-hour access to ondoc healthcare services for just $30 a month. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. This program is not insurance coverage and not intended to replace insurance. We'd all like to get out of our homes a 
bit more, and when we do, washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety. You can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top quality hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products. Manufactured right here in the U.S. We offer super portable one-ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super-sized pump bottles for home and office. And protection against dry skin. Visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code radio for 10% off today. Forcefield.com discount code radio. Hey, this is Tony Bruno. Be a part of my new show weekday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211, and on the Sirius XM app. And a man who does whatever he wants because he's one of the original nasty boys. Forget about the nasty girls who we love. We love nasty girls. But we love the nasty boys, too, back in the day. Good friend hosting a radio show up there, killing it, an afternoon drive up there on 97.9 ESPN. Reaching the beaches from Hartford to New Haven, all the way to Southern Massachusetts. <laughs> the great Rob Dibble. Rob, how are you, brother? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Not as good as you, man. Now, I got to ask you first and foremost, since you've been back from California, where we were working together for a while, how many extra tats have you had? Now, are you completely tatted out at this juncture? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm fully tatted out on the arm. So the, the arms are done. I've got some on my back, uh, legs. Um, now my daughter wants me to get more. (laughs) 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 But, uh, here's the good thing. My wife doesn't have any. So I I have like 50. She has zero. So right now I'm up 50 to nothing. Any piercings? I used to. That's a good. That's a good. (laughs) This is is what people want to hear. This is what people want to hear, Rob. But when you get to be about 50, you take the piercings out. Okay. And now my daughter wants to get double ears pierced and stuff, so I might go back to put some uh, stuff in my ears. But now, I, you know what? You start getting old, you're like, man, I'm too old for this crap. <laughs> How about gauging, though? I mean, a piercing, you got to go gauging. Yeah. No, God, gauging. You know, I see young kids do that, and they don't realize that never, that's never going to go back. Those are your lobes that are, like, you know, expanded two inches. That's never going to go back. Yeah, especially when they're, like, 65-year-old men or women. Yep. And those things will be sagging down to their shoulders. I mean, it's not a good look. But I, I, I want to see. I, I want you to get the full neck thing all the way up underneath the neck. Are you going to go that way? No. Then I look like that dude that played in the NBA, and that I kind of look at people like that. They're like wannabes. Nah, I don't want to be that crazy. Oh, the Birdman, the Birdman, yes, yeah, Birdman. Yeah. Rob Dibble. Now, are you still out throwing around me? Because obviously you're one of the great pitchers. Everybody remembers you and, and Charlton, the, the nasty boys in Cincinnati. Randy Myers. Randy yeah. Myers. But the, the nasty boys are really two guys, right? Wasn't it you and Norm Charlton? No, it was me, Norm, and Randy. And Randy? And, uh, and our bullpen. And, and basically it was, uh, it was a lot of fun because it didn't matter who got the ball in the seventh, eighth, or ninth. We knew that you weren't going to hit us. And so the game was pretty much over if we had the lead. But, I, you know, I used to bust your chops when we worked together about that my favorite moment, <laughs> Rob Dibble and Roman, when you, got, when you came off the, the mound and you, in, in absolute perfect synchronicity, ripping off your jersey as you left the mound. Is that, to me, that's my, obviously you were a great pitcher, but that moment to me pretty much sealed the deal for my love for Rob Dibble and the Nasty Boys. All right, so that's got a great story attached to it. So Bobby Bonilla hits the three-run home run that we lose 3-2. to two. And I, I, I blow off the jersey, which, by the way, had the top button, the only thing still left on the jersey, and I throw it down. And so the Mets are nice enough and classy enough to where they pick it up, 
And, and now I go in the clubhouse, I tear up the clubhouse, and I, I destroy a Snapple, uh, you know, refrigerator with about, like, 10 cases of Snapple, and I turn it over, and I smash everything. And so about a month later, uh, I get a letter with the cleaned and pressed jersey, uh, and it says, hey, we thought you might want this. Give it to your son someday. Uh you know, and we, you know, we'd like you to pay for the damage you did to the locker room uh, to the tune of twenty five hundred dollars. So I sent them twenty five hundred dollars, uh, but I thought it was very classy that they cleaned and pressed the jersey and sent it back to me. I mean, they could have just thrown it in a trash can, but uh, they they were always good to me when I went to State Stadium. Now, do you have that frame somewhere up in Connecticut? I do, I do. It's one of my favorite jerseys because of all that it went through. It went through more than I did. So I feel pretty good for the jersey. <laughs> We're talking with Rob Dibble up in Connecticut, talking baseball. Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, Miss Robin here. So obviously you love the radio stuff, and you were good at it. I remember when you first did the, the radio show for the ESPN when I was there, and then uh, we went out to L.A., and you were doing a lot of TV and radio. And, and so you've settled into this, right? I mean, are you doing any more TV, or is it strictly the radio gig where I understand you're just killing it up there? Well, I mean... I. I still do some TV locally when we're doing Yankees or Red Sox talk or whatever around here. But, no, the, the radio, because of that, you know, that afternoon drive slot that you're in, it, it's a killer because you're, you're up. You're probably getting prepared at 12 o'clock. Uh, it, it would be hell to be doing TV again. So I would never want to go back to that kind of grind. I, I have a young daughter. I opened up a training center up here for baseball and softball. So, uh, you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff trying try to get kids to fulfill their dream more so than me. So the radio's fun, but uh, there, there's certainly a lot of other stuff that I'd rather be doing than, uh, you know, doing TV and traveling. How has the quarantine uh, most affected your, your regular, your home life? Uh, not much. Not much. I'm working out more. Uh, I love it because I get to see the development of my nine-year-old, whereas my older kids are, you know, 30 and uh, 29, and so, you know, my, my oldest daughter's got a couple of kids and stuff like that, so I don't get to see them as much, but with my nine-year-old, I'm around her, she's playing tennis, I get to see all of that development, so actually for me, I'm one of the only people that I get not complaining about the quarantine because um, I'm a homebody. I love being around the house. Uh, we've cleaned the basement, we've cleaned the, the garage, we've done a lot of stuff that uh, we, we wouldn't have done had I been, you know, driving up to Hartford, which is about 45 minutes away one way for me to go to work every day. Wow, you're getting soft in your old age, man. I remember when you were tough with the motorcycles out in California, you know, the hogs out there. What's happening, man? Still do that. All still right. do that. We still do a lot of charity rides, uh, dream rides we do for the Special Olympics. We do uh, all, all kinds of different charity rides and stuff like that. But, you know, if, if you have to choose between golfing or doing a charity ride or being with the, the family, I certainly would rather be with the family at this point in my life. Talk with Rob Dibble, former Nasty Boy. Now, of course, baseball seems to be the only sport, right? We even have hockey, and I know you're a big hockey fan. They look like they're going to try to get stuff done. And then you got the NBA's trying to get stuff done. But your sport, Rob Dibble, your man, Rob Manfred, are out there throwing out all these six. Did you read the 67-page lists of honey-do, honey-don't stuff? And you think these players today are going to buy this stuff and get back to work with this insanity? Well, um, Bob Nightingale did a nice piece on Paul DeJong, and that kid is like a biochemist major in college stuff, uh, graduated from Illinois. His agent is like, you know, is, uh, almost a biochemist. And so he was laughing at a lot of the protocols. And I've talked to 
a lot of doctors. One of my biggest sponsors, Hartford Healthcare up here. The CEO, Jeff Flax, is a friend of mine. He's on the task force for Connecticut. And, and once you start, you know, looking at the protocols and, you know, no sunflower seeds, no gum, stuff like that. I mean, the only way you're going to catch germs and things like that is, what are you going to do, pick up the sunflower seeds, pick up somebody else's gum? I mean, you know, we're making it seem like, like this is like some kind of virus that's going to stick to you uh, like glue. You know, as long as you keep your social distance and you, you wash your hands, um, you know, they, they, you know, Paul DeJong was talking about this, I guess, with him and his agents. They're like, you, you shouldn't over-disinfect stuff. You shouldn't go over the top with Purell. I, I've talked to my daughter's uh, pediatrician about this when she was young. You know, kids need to use their immune system. Yep. So to, to have too many protocols, I, I think, is over the top. I think if you just do the normal stuff, the disinfectant. I mean, look, they don't want guys to take showers. You, you want to go back to, so you're going to tell me the hotel room is cleaner than disinfecting the, the clubhouse? That's, that's crazy to me. So some of this stuff is over the top. Some of this stuff might not be enough. But I think that there's, there's a way to compromise and still get this done. And, you know, here's the thing that I like. If they play with 30-man rosters, that's 150 more jobs, guys. So 150 more guys will get, will get time uh, in the major leagues this year. That's 150 more paychecks that these guys are going to be taking. So I, I think they've got to figure out the finances before they worry about the protocols and all the health issues. Because most of these guys are strong enough to probably withstand COVID. Some guys that have underlying health issues are going to be in trouble. And maybe they shouldn't come back. And if they're going to be around family members that have underlying health issues, maybe they shouldn't play. But the ones that end up playing, I think they should be fine. We're talking with Rob Dibble, Tony Bruno, Harry Mays here, breaking it down as only he can. All right, Rob, now you've seen some of the players. You know, Bryce Harper, a lot of the younger guys, you know, Bryce Harper's playing Fortnite the other day with some guy, and he finds out through the guy on the Fortnite game um, thing with him that uh, Blake Snell. Blake Snell in Tampa. You know, the left-handed guy's a horse. Everybody loves this kid. And he says, I'm not going out there, you know, for half of my salary, even though we're only going to play half a season. Now, if, if you were playing today, what would your position be on? Because, you know, 94, we, we shut down the season in baseball yep. in August. There was no World Series. And so you've been through all of these baseball labor situations in the past. And the fans turn on the players more than they turn on the owners because the players are who we go want to, we want to see play. So if you were playing today, would you have that tough stance of, I'm not going back for half salary because I got a family and I got a young family and people to take care of and I don't want my family getting sick and I don't want to be locked up in a hotel room in another state? Uh, that's a bad take by Blake Snell. I lost a million dollars during the strike. Uh, it was one of, one of my biggest salary years. And, and part of being a player is to grow the game and to expand the game and leave it better than uh, when you found it. And the reason these guys are making what they're making, and I don't want to say just because of me, because you got to go back to 81, you got to go, you have to go back to Kurt Flood, you have to go back to all that stuff and understand the history of where you got to, uh, to where you're making the kind of income that they're making. I was watching the 77 World Series on MLB, and uh, it, I started laughing out loud yesterday. Their shares were $32,000. Uh, a player back in 77. Now they're like 450,000 per player. So you, you got to keep it in perspective. This kid needs to get some perspective. Somebody uh, needs to get with him and be like, listen, dude, you might not make money this year, but you're going to get full service time. 
which gets you closer to arbitration, which gets you closer to being a multi, multi, multi millionaire. So some of these guys are young. Uh, I don't think they understand it, but I was a player rep during the strike, Tony. And, uh, you know, you're not just fighting for today. You're fighting for 10 and 20 years down the road. We were, in a, just in a, in a, you know, say this quickly, we were fighting for the, the pensions for anybody that retired in MLB before 1970. And the owners missed their pension payment. That's why we went on strike, because we had no bargaining power. At that point, we were playing without a contract. So they need to go back and look at the history, how they got to where they are in 2020, and then figure out some kind of uh, compromise with the owners, get back on the field, grow the game, and then there's more money for you down the road. And here's the one thing I don't like about MLB, but this is what the owners do, and you guys both know this. Uh, they're going to always make the players look bad and put the guilt on them. Like, you know, they're millionaires fighting with billionaires, but damn, these players are greedy. Um, and, and to some extent, they are, because they have to fight, because they only have like a, a five- to ten-year window to make it, a, a, all their money. They, they throw out there they're going to lose $640,000 a game without fans. How do you even know what you're going to make? You're going to make more money on the back end, especially with more playoff teams, you're going to have more marketing and advertising during the postseason. More people are going to be watching on TV. So you're going to tell me Tampa Bay and the Marlins are going to use, lose $640,000 a game? Please. So, you know, I actually like the way they're chopping up the, the, the conferences. I like, you know, the, the Phillies playing the Rays. Uh, I like the Phillies playing the Red Sox. I love all that stuff. So these players need to kind of take a step back, look at how amazing – three months of baseball this year or four months of baseball this year can benefit them down the road. Yeah, there's certain aspects to this thing that I like, too. I mean, some of this ridiculousness, I don't see, you know, how these guys are going to, you know, give up smokeless tobacco and all that. That's kind of tough for a lot of these guys. But being sequestered (laughs) to your hotel every day or night after the game, whenever the game ends, taking the bus back, taking your shower in your room and sitting in your hotel room night after night would be really, really difficult to me. It, it would be, and if somebody would have told me back in the day that, you know what, Rob, you can't smoke, I, I would have knocked your lights out. That's not going to happen. Uh, that was my only vice, and more so than drinking or eating. Um, so I think to some of these guys, they won't be they won't be able to do it. So they'll be either down in, in, the, lot, in the alleyways and stuff like that. But like you said, you can't lock these guys up in hotels. You're not going to be able to keep them from eating in the, in the hotel lobby. Uh, you know, down, down there in the restaurants and stuff like that. Well, you, you need, need to stress to them, though, because I guess the Bundesliga, I, I guess they've already had like 20 guys test positive. You'll screw it up for everybody if you don't do this properly. So you have to tell them, listen, you got to take your temperature in the morning. If that's over 100, you don't even come to the ballpark. That way you keep from infecting everybody else. So if you know you're probably coming down with something, Use your head. Just like you would normally, you tell the trainer, hey, I'm not feeling great. Do you have anything? Can you prescribe something for me? Uh, you need to use your head and text people before you come out of your hotel room and infect your teammates on the bus. When you get to the field, they're going to take your temperature. They're talking about doing 10,000 tests a week. That's a lot of tests. So, you know, they're, they're going to check these people. I'm, you know who I'm really worried about? The support people. The players are going to be fine. Most of these guys are young. They're healthy, but the support staff, the trainers, the the camera people, the people at the stadiums, you're going to have a 20-man taxi squad. 
Um, I'm really worried about all of them. But if they can all adhere to at least knowing when you think you're going, you're sick or you've got a temperature of 100, don't infect everybody else. That's the way I go about my day, guys. I act like I'm already infected. So when I'm out in public or I'm around other people, I make sure I have a mask on because I, I don't want to infect you if I did have COVID. No, it's it's you know you're the you're, that's why I love I wanted to get you on because nobody understands this stuff better than you do as you mentioned ninety four August season shuts down players took the, the the brunt of the and then people said their fans are never coming back and that and the fans always come back and baseball yeah. has a lot of problems as you know Rob but the thing that yeah. bothers me is when you look at other sports I mean you see they're playing baseball in other countries you see you mentioned the soccer you know we have UFC where these guys have, are bleeding all over each other, yep. and yet that baseball seems to be still lagging behind all these other sports. I mean, if they can play it in Korea, and they got blow-up dolls at soccer games in the stands. <laughs> By the way, should, would you put sex dolls in the stadiums to help the guys maybe after the game, the single guys who want to go back to the room and, and be safe in an environment where they don't have to go out to some strip club and maybe get in real trouble? I'm going to be honest, some of those dolls look better than some of the girls that used to you're, take back to the hotel. Oh, you're not lying. <laughs> you're not lying, Rob. <laughs> 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 oh, you know we had to go there, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, no. Listen, as long as, as long as you try to keep it G-rated for the families, um, I'll, I'm all with it. But I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I mean, it, listen. I like the robot idea. I like, I like, you know, you know, pipe in some sound. Get Arthur Blank and the Falcons owner on board. How do you pipe in more sound? I mean, just have fun with it. You know, show people that you love playing. I love watching playing baseball now. I never would have. Taiwan, I watched those games now. I never would have. Uh, NASCAR the other day. I actually watched some NASCAR. So I think Major League Baseball has, has a great opportunity. Not to get more fans. But to show people uh, the love of the game and, and give more kids, uh, you know, an avenue uh, to, to go out there and play. I'm coaching Little League now. I'm coaching kids at junior high and high school. They love playing. They love playing. So, you know, the major leaguers have a not a role or a job, but a role to show these kids uh, what, what, what it's like to be major leaguers, how much fun it is. It's not about the money for these guys for four months, for crying out loud. Go out there and have fun. And, uh, you know, and you'll be household names for doing it. Rob Dibble, that's why he is a nasty boy. Now, how many people, because, you know, you're getting, I mean, I'm way older than you, but does it bother you when people, when you say the nasty boys and people don't remember? I mean, there were wrestlers named the nasty boys, yeah. too, right back in the WWF yeah. days. No, I still listen. I'm doing some cameo stuff. People still dig it. Um, I, I think that, I, you know, I just... Uh, was, was on a DraftKings thing that they did on the MLB, and we ended up losing to the Yankees in the championship. I thought that was awesome. I got to virtually pitch against Mickey Mantle and uh, Roger Maris and all those guys. So, um, you know, there's bits and pieces where you're still relevant. But for me, it, it, it listen, around my house, it take the garbage out, that kind of stuff. That, that's my relevance here in my own house. Nobody cares about the nasty boys. What did you think of the last dance, and do you have a Michael Jordan story? I played on the Barons the, uh, the, the year after that, so I get, to, I get to ride on Michael's bus. So here's my Michael Jordan story. Um, I signed with the White Sox and, uh, in 95, and it was during the strike, and they wanted him 
to cross the strike line. And he said, no way, I'm not, I'm not going to break that strike. I'm not going to go you know, against the union. I, I support the uh, players' union in our league and, and in MLB. So the day he left, he took his Learjet, he flew over to the minor league fields that we were practicing on, and he kind of like had the, the pilot tip the wings and go back and forth. But uh, no, he, you know, listen, he was, uh, I just interviewed one of his teammates from 94 on the Barons. He was a great teammate. I remember talking to a lot of his different teammates over the years, even B.J. Armstrong. They loved how, how tough he was on them. I mean, that, that, Eric Davis was like that in our locker room. You know, Barry Larkin, Dave Parker. We had plenty of guys that were, were hard asses in the locker room uh, that, that never let you be satisfied, that, that always wanted you to be better. So I loved that they got to show the, the different sides of people. And, uh, and the one guy that I met when I was doing the best damn sports show out in L.A. that I still love to this day is Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. People just don't get it. That guy, that guy had been through hell in his life, and I, I think that uh, you know, they forget how amazing he was as a basketball player when he wanted to play. Well, the one guy we can all agree on that we don't like universally and we work with is John Crook out there in California. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, we love the Crocker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rob Dibble. And, and the one thing that really bothers me is, like, when you look at the 67 pages, like, you can't fight, you can't, you can't go in, and there's not even going to be a, a cold-cut folding table in the clubhouse to overturn later when you're pissed right. off after you lose a game. I mean, those are the parts yeah, I mean, of the game that I miss the most, the cold cut spread afterwards for the players. Well, I think Paul DeJong said this. He said, listen, how, how are you going to stop the guys from uh, commiserating over at first base and holding each other on? You know, you just got you to let them out. Listen, don't cough on each other. Don't sneeze on each other. But, listen, nobody's grosser than baseball players. We used to spit on each other, do god-awful things in the shower to each other, fight all the time in the locker room. My God, I mean, people have seen me fight Lou. That pales in comparison to all the other fights I, I witnessed as a player the 13 years I was a pro. So there's, there's a lot of stuff you'll never be able to stop, but just, you know, these guys need to understand this is a different time right now. Hygiene is a, a, is a, is a premium. You know, washing your hands every half inning, stuff like that. You know, try, try not to spit, you know, on the ground and stuff like that because guys are going to walk in it. But there's no way. It's, it's, almost a, it's almost habitual. I mean, I coach kids right now, and I'll be out on a baseball field, and I'm keeping my social distance, and I still spit. It's, it's in my genes. I mean, it's, it's in my DNA. So for a lot of these guys, it, it'll be great to, in, in theory to think they can go out there and do that, but, but I, don't, I don't think you'll ever be able to get 100% of the guys to not dip, spit, touch each other, high-five each other. That, I think that's going to be an impossible pass. What about the Alou brothers who used to urinate on their own hands back in the day? Remember yep. that? You pee on your own I hands. I remember that. I remember that. Well, well that should be therapeutic, though, right? I mean, your own pee is sterile, so that's not going to be. If you want to pee on your hands when you're getting in the batter's box, how can they be against that? Well, and, and that's the big thing. It's because, you know, it, when you think about how close these guys are, you, you're going to have guys sitting up in the stands, even if there's no fans. You're going to think guys are, guys will have to, uh, you know, they're tired um, playing a game. They're not going to want to keep crawling up into the stands uh, to spit. And they, they can keep their social distance. Here's the one thing they don't understand. These guys are professional enough to, to do what they're told to do. The one thing I think most of these 900 guys that will be actively playing is that they're grown-ups 
that they're, they, they may play a child's game, but they're professional enough to understand, listen, I don't want to screw this up. It's like I don't want to be a guy to kill a rally. I don't want to be a guy to kill this league and, and kill the game. So you, make, you want me to sit in my chair over here? Fine. I'll sit in my chair over here. I'll keep my bats and my, my helmets over there. Uh, these guys have been playing for 20, 25 years, some of them, you know, since Little League. So I, I think they can be professional enough to handle the basic stuff. Some of the other stuff, well, you're going to have to get some, like, hall monitors to watch that stuff because these guys are going to try to break every rule that you have on those 67 pages. Exactly. Rob, last thing, man. I really appreciate your insight, but when you go out there with the kids, that can you get, can you still can you still bring the heat? Have you been out on the mound? For, I mean, I know you're throwing the kids, but you're not trying to go back there and throw a 95 mile an hour fastball by them. No, no. When a kid watches like a, a long fly ball or a home run that he hits off of me in batting practice, I'll still hit the next kid. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> no. Do you have a gun I'm not out taking there? Taking anything off your eight year old kid? He's not going to eyeball me. No, I'm just kidding. No, I listen. My job now is to make them confident. So, I, I mean, my, my time's gone. But I want these kids to be confident and stuff like that. So if i got to lay it in there at about 60 miles an hour, that's my job. All right, that makes me think. Now, with this with COVID-19, they get back to playing baseball. Do the Astros players get off the hook as a result? Because, you know, you typically wouldn't be thinking they'd be throwing at players maybe right. during this type of thing. Right. Well, it won't happen this year, but uh, it may happen down the road. And they're different players. They're not like us. They're not going to retaliate. Uh, they're, they're not going to take it out on the Astros and stuff like that. I, I just think that, that not having fans to boo them this year, they're, they're the ones that, that they skate the most. Mm. So those Astros players are really happy about COVID <laughs> this year. That, that's for sure. But 2021, I, I hope that the 81 road games that they play, that every fan boosts the crap out of them because that, that stuff – that was nonsense what they did. So you, we should. So we're not going to be able to bang on trash cans now. And actually, if they play and they start banging on, everybody's still going to be banging on trash. The opponents may not throw it, guys, but they'll definitely be banging on trash. And you'll be able to hear it in an empty stadium, right? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And it's embarrassing because I like a lot of those guys. I think they're. I think they were talented enough to win on their own. That's that's the that's it's the same with steroids. Most of these guys were talented enough to be great without steroids, uh, but I think you both understand it's greed. These people always want more and more and more, and uh, it catches up with you, though. It's like karma. The great Rob Dibble, ladies and gentlemen. Always great to catch up. It's been a long time since I've even seen you, man. I mean, we used to see each other all the time, whether it was back at ESPN or even out in L.A., and now you're up there quarantined on the radio, killing it up there in the tri-state New York, Connecticut, uh, New Jersey, tri-state uh, metro metropolitan area up there. Hey, Rob. All right. Well, once this, once this all breaks, guys, let's all get together like the Midway Point, maybe like Atlantic City or something. I'll come down and we'll go out to dinner. Absolutely. The great Rob Dibble. Rob, good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for your time, brother. Thanks, Rob. Guys, be well.